You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Fritzy joining us via remote. Front row is here. Coming up, we'll talk to Andrea Kramer. She's a uh, member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. She'll be on the broadcast coming up Monday night. It'll be the Cowboys and 49ers. So we'll talk to Andrea. And uh, a little bit later on, Jay Glazer will join us on loan from Fox Sports. Poll question from hour one. The results so far, Paulie. Which AFC underdog wins this weekend? Raiders beat the Bengals 43%. Oh. Patriots beat the Bills 43%. And believe it or not, 13% of the people think that the Steelers will beat the Chiefs. Well, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't, or does he? Here's Ben yesterday talking about the matchup where the Steelers are 12.5-point underdogs. We haven't discussed it, but I think, you know, I would assume as a group you understand that, you know, we probably aren't supposed to be here. We're probably not a very good football team. We're the, out of 14 teams I think are in, we're probably number 14. We're a double-digit underdog in the playoffs. So let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. I mean, we're probably 20-point underdogs, and we're going to the number one te- the number one team that's, I know they're not the number one team, but they're the number one team that's won the AFC the last two years, arguably the best team in football. We don't have a chance. So let's just go in and play and have fun. Okay. Who's buying any of this? <laughs> it looks different in a headline than it does when you hear him say, and he's got the eye roll there. Yeah, got no sh- no chance. We're the worst playoff team, and that might be true. They're 12-and-a-half-point underdogs I here. love it because we're probably not a very good football team, so. <laughs> yeah, got no chance here. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to Peacock. That's our streaming partners. Download the app. Seton, during the commercial break, told me that we have run out of calendars. Last night, yep, I asked them to print up a couple more, 100 more, and they went quickly. So uh, if you didn't get them this time around... Uh, sorry, uh, we'll uh, we'll have our calendar next year. We yes. do have some 2021 calendars left, though, if you want to go back. Oh, yeah, we do? Yeah, no, just kidding. <laughs> by the way, we got a new T-shirt there inspired by the Georgia Bulldogs with the, their win. There's the Aaron Rodgers-inspired T-shirt, Aaron Shrugs. It's awesome looking. And you can order it just in time for uh, the Packers' first playoff game. Go to danpatrick.com, and you'll be able to pick up the goodies there. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys haven't been real contenders for some time. And, you know, they tend to hover around 500. This year, they feel a little bit more dangerous. And if you're going to give one person credit, I guess it would be Micah Parsons or maybe Trayvon Diggs. But the Cowboys' newfound success is not just tied to star players. You know, the Cowboys appear to have one of the better coaching staffs in the NFL, at least their coordinators. Kellen Moore has that offense going, and he's going to get some interviews here. Their defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, from what I'm told, is the leading candidate for the Denver Broncos opening here. The bad news is when you have coordinators that are this good, they draw attention from multiple NFL teams. And we just had Mike Florio last hour on say that he could see a scenario where Jerry Jones says to Kellen Moore, you're the coach in waiting. The question is, when does he get that opportunity to succeed Mike McCarthy? But, you know, they did this with Jason Garrett, and they, they, they held on too long for, you know, Jason Garrett. But you got to advance here. If, if you don't, then you might be making that decision a little sooner than you thought. But Dan Quinn, 
probably not in the line of succession to be the next head coach of the Cowboys, and therefore he's going to get an opportunity probably elsewhere. You know, Dan Quinn's name came up at USC, and he was prominently featured as the possible next head coach at USC, from what I was told. And now you have him up there with Denver. He's going to get other interviews here. But, you know, Dallas, you're running out of these postseason runs for Jerry Jones. You got a really good defense. Uh, you got really good offense, or at least the potential for a really good offense. And you have two defensive players who make an impact. And there's, when you think about great defensive players, like they can truly make an impact and win a game, you know, there's a handful of them. You know, Von Miller back in the day, T.J. Watt this year, J.J. Watt a couple of years ago. But you got Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, and they make an impact. But is the defense going to have to win for the Dallas Cowboys to advance? Because I, I don't like Zeke Elliott in there as my featured running back. I like Pollard a lot. And then am I going to be, is Dak going to be in a big moment, a clutch quarterback? Uh and the 49ers probably feel the way the Steelers do. Like, nah, nobody thinks we can win this game. Well, no, Vegas does because Dallas is a three-point favorite against the 49ers. That's basically a pick em. If this game was in San Francisco, the Niners would be favored over Dallas. San Francisco, when you play where you have to fight your way in, those are the teams that always make me nervous. If my team is facing a team that had to struggle to get in, and, uh, you know, the last three weeks they played playoff football. I always worry about that team. Whereas you got to kind of fire it up and match their intensity if you've already made the playoffs. And Dallas didn't have any competition in that division. And now the 49ers come in, Jimmy Garoppolo, lame duck. You know, Debo Samuel has been unbelievable. But you have George Kittle, like you have a good running game. You, you know, that, that's a team where you go, they can win this game. But if I'm Dallas, get out early and, you know, you got you to gotta make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you. Yeah, Paul. Won't it feel like a big upset if the Niners win just because the Niners have gotten zero coverage this year? It feels like zero it would feel It would feel like a big win. Yeah. Big upset. But it's only three points. And, you know, you're at home. So you're saying basically this is a pick em. You're giving Dallas three because they're at home. Yeah, Seaton. I don't understand, though, how you can have – sort of weapons like that on offense and still need the defense to win the game for Dallas. You know, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, those are superstar players. Well, they play for Dallas. Therefore, they get superstar treatment. Well, they're all high draft picks. Yes, but that doesn't mean they've been great. Um, if, if Zeke Elliott played for Carolina, nobody would care about Zeke Elliott. Well, they might actually like him more. <laughs> maybe. Uh you know, C.D. Lamb should be like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Like, he should be electric. He should be dominating. Amari Cooper, I don't know, he paid him $100 million. But I'm just, it's, it's, a, they're all in on offense. But your two best draft picks have been defensive players. Like, those are the guys who've made an impact. Like, Michael Parsons fell into their lap. You know, when you think about it. Because they didn't know what position he'd play. And even when we got ready for the draft, I said, Dallas has to take Micah Parsons. He'd be awesome for them. And then I was told, well, they got all their linebackers. I go, no, no, th th they need a great linebacker. You know, 
Vander Ash and Sean Lee, I'm tired of waiting for them to be great linebackers. Micah Parsons has legitimate speed, 4-3 speed at that position. Put him on the edge and let him go. He's one of those guys that I thought, and I was told this, so I don't want to make it seem like um, you know, I had the great insights, but I was told by a scout, he's a football player. Just put him on the field. And likened him to Troy Palomalu and Junior Sale. And I said, wow, that is high praise. He said, now, he's going to get taken advantage of in coverage, but then rookies do. Tight ends are going to be taking advantage of him. He'll get lost in coverage. But then they put him on the edge, and he's he's there. He's in the backfield. And, you know, those are the players you need. Like T.J. Watt could single-handedly keep Pittsburgh in this game. You know, you get a strip sack, you know, all the pressure that you put on Patrick Mahomes. Like, you never know. But if you have that defensive player, you know, they, they make a difference come playoff time. This is where defense makes a real difference, where it's going to be somebody who does something. You can have all the offense you want, but at some point, somebody on defense has to make a play. And if they don't, then you end up losing. Uh, let me see. Anything else? Are we going to stay with the poll question? No, we are switching to oh. the hour two poll. Oh, just as inventive. Uh, which NFC underdog wins this weekend? Which NFC underdog, as Fritzy would say, okay. never saw that coming. Never okay. saw that coming. No one's doing that. Everyone's doing that. <laughs> By the way, everyone does that poll on Friday. We're doing it on Thursday. Mm. Boom. Okay. Mm. Uh, Tampa mm. Bay is an eight and a half point favorite hosting the Eagles. Now it's supposed to rain. Yes, I got sixty six in rain at Raymond James. All right. Um, Cowboys are a three-point favorite versus the Niners, so it's technically the Niners are an underdog uh, from Vegas. Okay. Rams are a four-point favorite hosting the Cardinals. Did you hear what uh, Kelly Stafford, uh, Matthew Stafford's wife, had to say? She was on a podcast the morning after podcast and had this to say about uh, the uh, fans in Los Angeles. I'm not going to lie. I have never seen so many of the opposing team's fans at a game. And we came from Detroit, and there are a lot of good traveling teams there, but that was wild. Like, Matthew was on a silent count. And for those of you who don't know what that is, like, he can't call. It's like a... Like when he hikes the ball, it's either a loud count where you can hear him, and that's what usually quarterbacks are on when they're at home, or a silent count. Matthew was on a silent count. Jimmy Garoppolo was not, who's the opposing quarterback. It was crazy. I mean... I, again, I've never seen anything like that, but um, it made it it made it very hard for us because I guess you know we weren't expecting to be on silent count. Okay, so it did sound like that was a home game for the 49ers. Really did, but yeah. See, but did you see that uh, Debo Samuel after that game was like they must have been pumping in crowd noise because most of those fans were ours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's so loud for them, but <laughs> yeah, I know. That's interesting. Yeah, Paul. I, I told you, I went to an Arizona Cardinals back when they were in Tempe hosting the Cowboys. And it was my first and only game I ever went to see the Arizona Cardinals play. And it had to be 60% Cowboys fans. And it may have been more. I was sh- shocked. But, you know, Cowboys like, hey, let's roll out to Scottsdale and have a, a fun weekend. And, man. Yeah, you get those certain fan bases. They travel. They're great. And, and you take away, you neutralize that home field advantage. I mentioned that uh, Fritzy is joining us via Zoom. But it looks like I've lost contact with Fritzy. Had 
Has he been gone from the monitor for 20 minutes and I didn't notice that, Seton? <laughs> I don't think it's been quite that long. I'm hearing reports of uh, the internet going down. Oh. Okay, is this Fritzy's home where his wife's on the internet and his two kids are on the internet? Meanwhile, Fritzy is on a very popular radio and TV show. Can't you tell the kids, hey, can you ease up a little bit here? How about you wait until noon? All right, well, Fritzy's not with us. He's with us in spirit, though. Hmm. Yeah. If you, didn't, are... if you didn't mention it, Dan, I may have made it to the end of the show without noticing. Well, I'm staring at the monitor right over your shoulder. It's actually just like when Todd's here. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. We made chili this morning, uh. and Todd was going to make the chili as a punishment since the Broncos didn't make the playoffs. So I said to Tyler, when we got the ingredients, just make the chili. Man, it smells good in here, too. I didn't have any of the chili. Some people are wondering, uh, some people by meaning me, if it was just, this is all just an elaborate ruse, ruse. for Todd to not have to uh, make the chili. Why is it always an elaborate ruse? Never just a ruse. It's always an elaborate one. Yeah. <laughs> not a, wait, wait, we just never have a basic ruse. It's always an elaborate one. I just know that from the movie Clerks. When the uh, guy was like, I don't appreciate your ruse, ma'am. She's like, your ruse? <laughs> yes, your slime cunning attempt to trick me. Yes, Paulie. Ruse, an action intended to deceive someone or a trick. Ruse. Ruse. An elaborate ruse. Ruse. Uh, Andrew in Washington's back. Hi, Andrew. What do you have for me today? Morning, Dan, Paulie, and Seton. Uh, I can't say good morning to Fritzy. It looks like he's left the game. Yep. <laughs> um, real quick, I... I I do have a, uh, a poll question answer. I do think the Niners will come out winners. Um, I think that the Dallas coaches just get more attention because, of course, Dallas gets more attention. I think there's some really good other coaching candidates out there as well in assistant uh, uh, positions right now. But um, I called in because I, I do have a stat of the day. Okay. So. The Lakers are nine games over 500 when this player plays. The Lakers' secret weapon is not Russell Westbrook Jr. III, not Mello, not Monk, and not AD. The Lakers are 16-7 and seven when gritty, gutty, deceptively athletic Austin Reeves gets in the game. Like it. Like it. Thank you, Andrew. More phone calls coming up. And uh, people want to know when Seton is going to be making his trip with the Mercedes Sprinter van cross country. Will we let the audience know where he will be traveling? You know, the route that he will be taking. And yes, there will be pit stops. He's going to allow himself seven days to get from Connecticut to Los Angeles. And uh, we'll let you know the pit stops in between. Yes, Seton. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we're working on the logistics now, sort of fine tuning some things, but we're narrowing it down. You know, Fritzy wanted to do his impersonation of Andrea Kramer. And Andrea Kramer said she was, she said, what would an appearance on the DP show be without hearing Todd do his impression of oh, her? Oh, no. Yeah. And Todd has a limerick about working from home. But we have lost contact with Fritzy. His internet has gone down. Yeah, Paul. What rhymes with bad Wi-Fi signal? <laughs> He'll have it. Well, Andrew Kramer will join us coming up. She's got the Cowboys and the 49ers. Poor Todd, no limerick, and he doesn't get to do his impersonation of Andrew Kramer. 
That's a bad day. All right, take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. I mentioned the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. 75,000, last count yesterday, 75,000 entries. And I want to get to at least 100,000. Just to say to Mercedes, thank you for giving us this Sprinter van to be able to give away. And Seton will be in that Sprinter van going cross-country. It's uh, officially titled the Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. And it's the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 by Storyland uh, Storyteller Overland. I saw the insides of the Mercedes-Benz and? Sprinter van. It's great. Beer fridge? There's a lot of things in there for a camping <laughs> trip cross-country. Let's put it that way. And if Seton and the French kid want to snuggle up on a bed, then we, uh, Got that too? we, we can make those accommodations for you. All right. Yep. All the comforts of home. DanPatrick.com or FoxSportsRadio.com, and you will get uh, all the rules, official rules, a chance to win that. Your dream is waiting for you. Some equipment described as optional. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. More phone calls coming up. Next hour, Jay Glazer on loan from Fox Sports as well. Super Wild Card Weekend, live on NBC and Peacock. Two great matchups, Saturday 3 Eastern Raiders and the Bengals. And then Sunday at 7.30, it'll be the Steelers clashing with the Chiefs. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options. Cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans, built equipped, engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. She's Andrea Kramer, award-winning journalist, Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee, uh, chief correspondent for the NFL Network, and also uh, contributes to HBO's Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. Also uh, a panelist on CBS Sports Network. We need to talk. She's also going to be part of the broadcast team with uh, Hannah Storm. That will be Cowboys Niners coming up this weekend. She also has a podcast. Oh, come on, Andrea. Can you leave a couple of jobs to somebody else? She has a podcast called uh, NFL Films Tales from the Vault. Somehow she's taken time out to talk to us. Good morning, Andrea. Hello, Dan. It's such a pleasure. And I would always make time for you. You know that. All right. Even though Dan, Dan. Yeah. It's not like we had an agreement, but it's just sort of de rigueur that when I come on the show, I have certain expectations. I expect great questions from you because you are an interviewer and unparalleled. But I also expect a Fritzy impersonation. And I'm a, I'm a little bummed right now, Dan. <clears throat> Dan, I'm losing my voice here, you know. <clears throat> I can hear the emotion in your voice that uh, Fritzy is Fritzy is not. He's lost his internet connection. Do you know he wrote an entire page for your impersonation? He wrote a script, and he never writes anything. He had a script written for his impersonation. He sent that to me early this morning, and. I don't know if we can make contact with Fritzy right now. Okay, all I can say, Dan, is, and we love Fritzy, and, you know, I could say that you wouldn't be where you are today without Fritzy, but <laughs> ability and availability are key, <laughs> yeah. right, in any game, in any contest. Yeah. Uh, I think Fritzy is going to try to call in. 
All right. I'll let you know if we make contact All with right. Fritzy. All right. Oh, I'm sure that I'll hear it. Don't worry. Um, I just talked to Mike Florio last hour, and I said, if the Cowboys don't win this game, I said, finish that sentence. And he said he could see where Jerry Jones would try to wrap up Kellen Moore to make him sort of a coach in waiting. And he may do that anyway. But the importance of this game for Mike McCarthy is what, in your opinion? This is why they hired Mike McCarthy to win these kind of games, because Jerry Jones was incredibly patient with Jason Garrett and wanted to bring in an established coach with a Super Bowl pedigree, Super Bowl winning pedigree. And that's what he got in Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy obviously continued to let Kellen Moore call the plays so he could be the coach and really be the coach of the entire team. And I think that if there is the most pressure on any individual, it would be Mike McCarthy. And we know that Kellen Moore has already interviewed for at least one job in Jacksonville, and there will be more to come. And uh, it would just be interesting, Dan, to to the point, he was, Jerry was so patient with Jason Garrett. Will he not be as patient with Mike McCarthy? When you look at Dallas, and if I say what side of the ball is going to win this game, if they win the game, it will be because of offense or defense. Wow. Um, I think the fact that you're even asking that question is showing how balanced they are. And the fact that they are getting back uh, Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, who uh, were among some of the players that were out last week on the COVID list. Uh, you know, the Niners, we know what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball and they're going to run it hard. And they have proven that they can do that very successfully. I love to see what Micah Parsons is going to do in this matchup because he is it's interesting how both teams have that X factor, that positionless player. They've got it in Micah Parsons on defense. And then, of course, the Niners have it in Debo Samuel on offense. And those are some of the key matchups that I'm looking for. But I guess if you really held me to it, I'm going to say what's Dallas going to do defensively? Yeah. It feels like those two are more impactful than anybody on the offensive side of the ball. Like Dak is a good quarterback. Uh, I'm not a Zeke Elliott fan. The wide receivers kind of hit or miss. They have that, you know, potential. But it feels like Diggs and Micah Parsons have to make plays in this game against San Francisco. But, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo storyline is really fascinating, though, Andrew. When you think about he's a lame duck, he admitted that, you know, it kind of weighed on him this year. Is there any chance that they don't move on from Jimmy Garoppolo after this season? Do you get any any sense? Well, I must tell you, Dan, I'm, I'm speaking to John Lynch later today, and I, I think I would be more informed after I speak <laughs> to him later. But the reality is, is that the way that Garoppolo has handled things, okay, and and let's give Kyle Shanahan a lot of credit as well, because how many people, how many of your listeners, for example, would have thought that down 17-3 at the half with a guy with a bum thumb on his throwing hand who is not having – you know, it relatively little success moving the ball and Shanahan stayed with him. So is that a reflection on how he felt about Trey Lance in that moment or in that, in that, at that part of the game, or just the confidence that he had in Jimmy Garoppolo? Look, 
when Garoppolo is ha- is healthy. And that is always the caveat with anyone, yeah. not just Todd Fritz, but also Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, when when someone is healthy, then when Garoppolo is healthy, he is a he is a good good quarterback. But again, that's the whole reason they made the move for Trey Lance is they couldn't count on him. And I think it's really I think it's it's very very interesting. I'm agreeing with you. I think it's a great storyline what Garoppolo has done, not just physically in the way that he's able to to end up getting the ball downfield to to Debo and to to Juwan Jennings, but also just you know to be able to handle that kind of stress. That kind of pressure. Uh, look, Greg Kittle. Uh, excuse me. Um, uh, Kittle came to him. George Kittle came to him before the game last week and said, "Like, is this going to be our last game together?" There is a. Mm. There's definitely a feeling on the team, of course, that this could be it. And uh, Garoppolo is doing his best to manage it as best as possible. Not that John Lynch would answer it, but <laughs> if you said, "If we redrafted John, are you still taking Trey Lance?" Or how close were you to actually taking Mac Jones? Like, I, I'm just curious because I, I, Trey Lance is not ready. He's got a lot of talent. He's not ready. Um, but Mac Jones, I mean, he's contributing. So but I think I, about it. Look, look, the, 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 the anomaly has been drafting Patrick Mahomes, sitting him for the entire year behind Alex Smith, letting him play in a meaningless game in week 17. And then, oh, by the way, tra- and then trading away Alex Smith and look what Patrick Mahomes turns into. Yeah. I think that was the plan. I think that was clearly the plan for the Niners that now, again, did they have to move up and give up all those first round draft picks to get Trey Lance? That's a whole nother issue. But the idea of if Garoppolo's healthy, Again, always the big caveat. If he's healthy, let Trey Lance sit behind him. Let him learn. Maybe get him in a little bit. You know, look, at remember in the beginning of the season, Kyle Shanahan was thinking of platooning them at times. That lasted about two games and that was gone. So that wasn't going to happen. But I think that the idea that, that Garoppolo ended up missing two games, you saw, I think, I don't know, 178 or so snaps from, from Trey Lance this season, but certainly enough to prove that he, as you point out, is not ready to take over the helm of this team, especially in the playoffs. But again, the fact that they did it that way, maybe with that in mind, is, I think, what, uh, what the plan was. Talking to Andrea Kramer, she'll be on the call on Amazon Prime with uh, Hannah Storm. She'll have the Niners and the Cowboys. Uh, the worst weather you ever encountered as a <laughs> as a sideline reporter was where? Right, well, well um, the worst, there was two back-to-back games. There was the 1997 uh, divisional playoff and then NFC Championship game in, no surprise, Green Bay. The divisional playoff uh, against the Niners, it was that driving rain that kind of goes sideways, sideways <laughs> where you have you have no idea. And and the best part of this is you, of course, know Stephanie Drooley, who uh, is now one of the highest ranking executives at ESPN. She was my producer at that time. She was forcing me to stand outside. And I'm like, don't you realize I'm going to look so stupid? Nobody will be paying attention to what I'm saying. They will be looking at this drowned rat out here. And of course, Boomer throws, you know, Berman throws to me like, well, Andrea standing out in the rain. To this day, Stephanie and I joke about this. But the next week, it was about 34 below wind chill for the for the conference championship against Carolina. And those two games were were just unbelievable. My cameraman took me to Fleet and Farm in Green Bay to make sure that I had new boots so that I would not encounter frostbite standing there. 
Have you ever been wiped out on the sidelines by a player? Um, oh, my God. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Vikings. And I had a wonderful man named Charlie Brown, and he would carry the light kit. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm standing there on the sidelines. I can't make this up. It's kind of embarrassing. But for people who may not know, I'm 5'2 and I'm barely 100 pounds. Adrian Peterson is coming my way and I'm on the sidelines and I stand up and I put my arm out like this and Charlie reaches under my armpits and literally lifts me like a little doll. And he goes, what were you doing? And I go, forearm shiver. (laughs) So that's the closest I ever came to being completely run over. And then I got hit by a ball one time. Um, uh, which is is not the greatest thing. It was actually pregame with a field goal attempt. And uh, I was talking to a coach and committed the cardinal sin, which is wasn't paying attention. And there you go. Um, a shiver, you know? Yeah. Uh, Fritzy is here. Uh, Andrea Kramer. Oh. Fritzy. Uh, Andrea said that she comes on the show and she expects you to do your Andrea Kramer impersonation. I know you wrote a script for this. I don't want to let her down. Okay. Oh, of course you don't. All right. So here's. But you don't want to let your. You you don't let me down. Not about your boss, right? You don't want to let Dan down. Like, oh, by the way, you have a day job, Fritzy. You first, Dan second. That's how it works. Okay. All right. So give Andrea Kramer your best Andrea Kramer impersonation. Thank you, Dan. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks who brought Super Bowl to the city of Denver now find themselves on opposite sides of the mile high fence. John Elway and Peyton Manning are part of separate investment groups looking to buy the Broncos. Seven has the drive, but will he have the necessary money? Or will the other NFL owners exclaim, Omaha, Omaha, and prefer number 18? Two legends vying for a team who currently have zero quarterbacks on a team that hasn't reached the playoffs since beating the Panthers six years ago in Super Bowl 50. They lost double-digit games yet again and have now lost to their division rival Chiefs 13 straight times. One of these two legends will be orange-crushed to learn that their bid fell short. Reporting from Eaglewood, Colorado with the Broncos, Andrea Kramer, ESPN. <laughs> he, said, he couldn't have said any script, and as long as he nailed the clothes, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. Yes. Fritzy, thank you for all the time that you put into that script. <laughs> well, we, we love you, I love you, and you're welcome. I enjoyed that, and uh, you're a good sport. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And Dan, Dan, I have to ask you a question. How many years have you been out of ESPN? I think uh, 14 coming up on 15 years. Okay, so I'm coming up on 16. I still get <gasps> at an airport. Oh, you're my favorite person on ESPN to this day. <laughs> so get and Jimmy Roberts told me, who left before me to go to NBC, he said, that's going to happen. They, there's just that great. And, and of course, you never have the you never have the the wherewithal to say, I haven't been there in 15 years, but yeah. I'm glad you like me. Yeah. You know? I have people say, oh, I watch on SportsCenter every morning, and I go, wow, right. that's awesome. You know? Right. And I right. Like, you can't tell anybody no, you know? No, no. But, you know, it's been 15 years since I did SportsCenter, but thank you. It's nice that you uh, – but you know what? You're so – people don't change their viewing patterns. If you think about the number of channels that you click to every night, there's probably five channels maybe max that, that you'll stay with. And the fact that SportsCenter and ESPN was just ingrained in people's daily and nightly routines, I mean, it's a testament to the product that we had, but also, you know, people want familiarity, comfort. 
But it's also unfortunate because, look, you know, I did certainly my share, as did you at ESPN, of the, you know, exclusive interviews. And back then, they meant something. The Sunday conversation meant something. And if you wanted to see it, you could only see it on ESPN. Now, nobody has any idea really who's where because everything gets put on the internet. So it's great for distribution. I'm not quite sure about brand identification, but uh, but things have, have certainly changed in that way. And, and it just it just gets to the glut of information that's out there. Could you do your own sign off here as I say goodbye to you? Wow. Uh, I wonder who I'm signing off for, because you said I do work for a number of <laughs> How about you can go back. Okay, well, How say, about ESPN? How about your ESPN? No, 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 no. Let me write my own script. OK, please. all right. Sorry. OK. All right. I wrote his. Let me write. Let me write okay, mine. All right. My bad. Uh, off the top of my head. Okay. So uh, uh, I hope that you'll all tune in to watch Hannah Storm and I call Cowboys <laughs> three, three, two, one. I hope you'll all tune in to watch Hannah Storm and I cover Cowboys Niners on the wild card, super wild card weekend, Sunday at 440. Reporting for the Dan Patrick Show, <laughs> I'm Andrew uh, Have fun this weekend. Great to talk to you as always. Oh, it's wonderful to talk to you. Stay, you stay healthy and everybody that listens to you and everybody on the great team stay healthy as well. Thanks Thank for having you. me. That's Andrea Kramer. She's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. She also contributes to HBO's Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel and uh, she'll be part of the broadcast team with Hannah Storm. That'll be at 4.30 Eastern. Cowboys Niners streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Known Andrea a long time. Probably 30 years. Yeah, Paulie. And she is as tough in every sense of the word. I, I got to watch her work one time at a sideline of a football game. And you know in the aftermath, you have to get in the middle and yeah. interview someone? The scrum. Like you said, what is she, 5'2", Dan? Yeah, 5'2", 100 pounds. She will elbow, she will go in, and she's ready to go. She's awesome. Yep. Uh, I had a, uh, a friend who uh, was a former producer, and he said that she was, she was uh, as prepared as anybody ever worked with. And tough indefatigable. All right, we'll take a break. Phone calls coming up. Jay Glazer next hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Puck comes to Weidman. Back to the near side for Druan. Blocked off. Taken away by Marchand. Here comes Bergeron. John Moore with a shot. Knocked down by Montebo. Score! Marchand! Patrick! Shorthanded goal! 4 nothing Bruins! Courtesy of Nesson, Marchand has scored eight goals in the past week, most in the National Hockey League. Discover 
If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations to apply. Brandy in Iowa joins us on the program. Good morning, Brandy. What's on your mind? Hey, TB. Good morning. A little tough to follow Andrea Kramer, but I'll give it a shot. All right. Uh, just throwing a lovely Des Moines here as a pit stop option for Seton. Mm. Uh, a couple points, pretty simple drive from Connecticut to Iowa, essentially on I-80. He can stop in Ohio, visit the Patricks. Mm. Um, we're also at a great crossroads from experience from driving to Des Moines to the West Coast myself many times. Then we can look at the weather and choose a northern route through the mountains or dip south. We also have Smokey D's Barbecue, which your occasional guest, Guy Fieri, calls Out of Bounds. So we've got great barbecue. And probably one of the best road trip snacks I can guarantee to Seton is a nice stash of Iowa corn-fed deer sticks for the road in a variety of flavors. All right. Well, thank you, Brandy. Once again, once we have an idea, the French kid and Seton have to plan the route and then we'll let you know what cities he'll be going through, when he'll be going through those cities. And it'll be, it'll be almost like a, a presidential parade. You know, when the presidents used to get on trains and go through, um, you know, towns, FDR would be on the train and people would be out there waving to FDR as he was going by on the train. It'll be kind of like that with Seton O'Connor. There could be a very real sort of Chicago... Uh, Iowa City, Des Moines, Omaha, Lincoln, Denver situation. Mm. That could be a possibility. Okay. But I just want to make sure that you don't get stuck in Denver if there's a snowstorm. Like, I need you in L.A. the following Saturday. So is it maybe we get to Denver, hang a left to Albuquerque, and then a right over to Phoenix, <laughs> and sort of, a, that's the way everything is. It's just one big turn, one big left, one big right. Um, and then avoid the Rockies? Well, I know that you want to go there, but I just I can't lose you there. Yeah, you know, you're you're on a you're on a schedule. This isn't a vacation. Like it's it's a scheduled vacation. I need you to be going from point A to point B, point B to point C. You want a little less cannonball run? Yeah, a little more. Yeah, you know. Yeah, UPS. Yes, but uh, we'll be documenting the uh, trip along the way. But there'll be pit stops there with uh, Seton and the French kid. Lee in Florida would like to join us. Hi, Lee. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good. 510 Um I, unfortunately, I don't want to be a downer, but I'm calling about the Jets. So sorry about that. But mm. uh, look, here's the thing. One, there's a real good shot that a year from now, this whole thing with the Giants is going to be happening with the Jets. And two, Joe Douglas, the two good things he did was Sam Darnold trade, Jamal Adams trade. But my issue is we're not doing too good on the draft picks. You know, no pro bowlers. The free agents we bring in are no good. And I'm going to say what everyone is thinking. Zach Wilson, I don't know if he's the guy. I don't think he's got it. I don't think he can handle the pressure. And I'm really thinking the Jets depression is going to keep going on for a very long time. All right. Well, thank you, Lee. Yeah, I always tell people when they say we got all these uh, draft picks or we have all this money under the cap. Okay, who's making those decisions? Because you can have some really smart people 
and they you know can utilize these draft picks and maximize them, or you have somebody who goes, we got like the Giants have two, you know what top fifteen picks, okay, and who's going to make that? Same with the Jets. Got all these draft picks. What are you doing? Cleveland Browns used to have all these draft picks. And I'd go, yeah, but the people who are making these picks aren't good. And they would always end up with, uh, you know, Brandon Whedon or the defensive back out of Oklahoma State, who I think went ninth overall, not in the league anymore. Like you just go, yeah, got these draft picks. But it, I, I said this during the season. I thought the Jets were further along than the Giants. I don't know who the Giants are going to hire and their GM. What do you do at quarterback? Can you keep Saquon Barkley? At what cost do you keep Saquon Barkley? Um, And then you have the Jets. And I don't know. I I thought if there was going to be a bust with these quarterbacks drafted in the first round, Zach Wilson would have been the guy. Just because I don't have much to work with. And watching him in college and even – Coming into that last season at BYU, I I think he wasn't even expected to start or he had to compete for the job. And Trey Lance, you know, watching him at North Dakota State, you know, very talented player. He's just not ready yet. And he hasn't really played football in over two years when you think about it, going into San Francisco. Uh, Had a magical season, didn't throw an interception. You know, they won the national title, but... It's really hard to assess these quarterbacks now based off one season. Yeah, Paul. Do you think with Mac Jones being pure drop back, not run at all, will that shift back with the draft? Will that have any effect where they'll stay away from guys who run? Like Kenny Pickett can run a little bit. Like Joe Burrow can run a little bit, but he doesn't rely on it. Do you think there'll be more drop back passers for the next few years? I think you have to have that element of escapability. You know, Joe Burrow, when you think back, Joe had some great runs in the national title game. Joe, Joe can move. Uh, Herbert can move. And I think you have to have a little bit of that wiggle there at that position. Kenny Pickett has that. You have to have just, uh, just enough to keep the uh, defense honest. You know, I wonder, you know, can you just have that stationary quarterback? If, if Tom Brady was coming out, somebody who had the measurables of Tom Brady, you know, we would look at him and go, yeah, but he can't really move. And, you know, we, we might downplay that. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was a very good athlete when he first came out of Miami of Ohio. Ohio State wanted him as a tight end. But you, you have to have a little bit of that. Like Patrick Mahomes, to me, has the right amount that he can make something happen. He can extend a play. Uh, Russell Wilson can do the same. I just don't want to rely on that. I, I, you know, Lamar relies on that. Josh Allen does, although I think Josh has to do it. I think he has to win this game against New England, and he has to win it with his legs. I really do. Jay Glazer will join us coming up. Final hour. Seton Pauly, well, Fritzy still haven't reestablished our internet connection with Fritzy, who was zooming in from home. And he's got a limerick on the fact that he's zooming in from home today. I think we all won. We don't have to hear the limerick. Final hour coming up.
One more item. We close out our two Panini America trading cards. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. Only one place to collect them all. And they're the official trading card partner of the National Football League. Panini uses iconic brands like Donruss, Prism, Contenders, National Treasures. You get instant classic trading cards of the most popular players. Mac Jones, you got Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and so many more. You get autograph cards. There's memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards, something for everyone in Panini America pack packs. And it's uh, more than just the NFL. Panini is the exclusive home for NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. Some of the uh, players to watch out for, the NFL playoffs kicking off. Mac Jones leading the Patriots back into the playoffs facing Buffalo. Jamar Chase and the pesky Bengals will host the Raiders. How about the Defensive Player of the Year candidate Micah Parsons meeting the 49ers? Starter, continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the DP Show.